Welcome to our podcast on uncertainty. We will not only be discussing this issue and how to face it, we've also designed this initial podcast to raise a little uncertainty in you, the listener, as you listen. So, if at any point you feel frustration, annoyance, mild irritation, or other symptoms of uncertainty, then please relax breathe, do whatever the hell it is you do when you face uncertainty, and bear with us, because we are going somewhere with this, and hopefully by the end, we will have all have come to a bit of a wiser understanding of how to deal with personal, existential, and social uncertainty in our lives. Go nowhere now. Go nowhere. Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our little chat about uncertainty, especially in these uncertain times, um, and we're a bit uncertain about what to talk about. But we have what, found a place to sit down. Yeah, we finally found a place to sit and talk. But what is uncertainty? It's a good question. Yeah. Sorry, Ken. <laughs> what uh, have you been thinking about well, uncertainty? Yes. I mean, I was thinking about what we talk about. And I th- yeah, I mean, we, we just talked about this on the train. But, you know, one of the big things is to talk about, like, why is uncertainty such a big problem? Or why is it that something, why is it that people devote a lot of time thinking to it? And you know, part of it, it seems, is that it's almost like we know what certainty is, and that it has to do with a kind of like control that people want to have. So you know, we was talking about that idea of it's almost like this psychological control that people want to hold on to that. You know, things will turn out alright, or things will be yeah. good. And uncertainty is yeah, it's almost like uncertainty is this sort of anxious state of mind, um, which is very hard to get out of. But I guess, like you said, we know what uncertainty is, right? Yeah, uh, my immediate reaction is, do I? <laughs> Like even even now, we've been walking around trying to find a place to do this podcast because we lost our office. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm uncertain if people can hear us. Um, I'm uncertain if the noise in the background is, is distracting or not. Yeah. Um, and but I'm not really thinking about certainty in the sense of um, control. I'm just thinking about what I want, which is I want people to be able to hear us. Um, I don't know if it's happening or will happen, then that is my uncertainty, and then from that I start to feel a bit anxious. Hmm. So is that an attempt of control? Well, I mean, why is it that you feel the anxiety? Is it because of the desire, I think, so if I stop and thought about it. So you won't. I want to be heard. I want these people who are listening to not just hear water and ibises and uh, sort of people on drugs asking me for money and big trucks, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't mind if people hear that too. That just sounds like distraction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but I, 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 but I don't know. I don't know. So right. I, yeah. I want something. Yeah. I want to be heard. I don't know if I'm being heard. Yeah. Uncertainty. And then after uncertainty, it's not like I'm like, ah, I don't care. It's anxiety. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. then I feel like, well, now what, how do I control this situation? You understand? Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's just a reaction, I guess, I'm feeling. Okay, so, yeah, the anxiety comes from not knowing all the different variables that are around. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, guess I'm, I guess the question is, is there a difference between anxiety and uncertainty? Like, mm. a, like a meaningful difference? To be honest, I, I think there is. I, I think this is where I'd talk about what are the different kinds of uncertainty. Like, there's the uncertainty of like what's going to happen in the future. Do I go down this path or that path? 
what choice do I make? Right? There's an uncertainty sometimes of um, who am I? Am I doing the right thing? Am I in the right place? What's going on? Who are these people? What are these feelings? Um, yeah, what, what other kinds of uncertainty are there? So, there's uncertainty of the future. Yeah. Um, un uncertainty of identity. Yeah. I, and I think tied to that idea of identity not being a feeling maybe what you should be or, or, or maybe what you ought to be yeah yeah. I, I guess there's a difference in like saying I'm not certain that I'm, I'm doing the right thing with my life and who I am this kind of sense of your consciousness not accepting who you are mm. to like being un uncertainty of place you know yeah. which is maybe more common and more acute for others not comfortable with the choice I've already made you know mm. um, I feel control slipping away right I feel order slipping away I feel like I'm losing something here right so um, is that because you don't know the place or? no I've made the choice I'm, I'm here like I could be at work I'm working and something's just not working out you know mm. um, I, last week I broke my washing machine flooded the kitchen and that was a moment of uncertainty and everything I yeah. seemed to do made it worse in that right, moment, right? right? Uh, I didn't like that place <laughs> I was in. I didn't like the person I was. I felt like a fool, yeah? Um, and I, I guess in, if you're in that present moment, it's not an identity issue. I wasn't questioning yeah. who, is my, who, I, who am I in relation to this washing machine. No. <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking, man, fucking kitchen's flooded full of water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got to stop this. I did something. It just pops the nozzle out of the washing machine there's yeah. more water I'm reacting mm. um, yeah I wasn't happy with that and I guess if someone came up to me and said hey I'm leaning to it you know just embrace the uncertainty <laughs> uh, in one level I'd be like yeah uh, fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I mean on one level you just want to go oh, I just want to fix that yeah and yeah. continue on living I don't I don't want to deal with this anymore the, right? the anxiety from the uncertainty in a way was helping because I was just reacting but on the other level, yeah, leaning into it would have helped because it would have meant taking a deep breath and just accepting the situation. And to a degree, I did that. And when I did that, I just started laughing. It was no longer chaos. It was um, hilarious chaos. And perhaps those moments when control slips, it's when laughter really should ensue, you know? Mm, mm. Like, look at me. Yeah, because I think when you when you try when when control slips, there's that feeling of always just trying to grasp it, and then it just keeps yeah. going on and on and yeah, on. Slipping right? out of your hands. Yeah, keeps slipping out, and then that's I mean I guess they call that even spiraling, but yeah. it's just that, and and that can continue on. Yeah. And then and suddenly, it feels like your life slips out, yeah. right? Yeah. Not not just the washing machine, but you suddenly start feeling, you start being clumsy, like you start you just start thinking of yourself as as you know, everything is slipping from you. Like, what is what you know? And yeah. What's the signal thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're still talking here about that present uncertainty, being caught up in that uncertainty here and now. Yeah. And that could be like that life slipping feeling could apply to a relationship with someone. Could apply to yeah. your work. Could apply to you know your goals in life. Um, but it's very much you're in this moment and you just feel like uh, I'm not on solid ground. You know? Yeah. Um, and the reaction is like with me with the washing machine, I've got to just fix it. Yeah. Right? Sometimes that's like the, that seems the most appropriate thing. Yeah. Like you don't, like that anxiety, I mean, it seems right that you just, it drives you to, to fix the, the washing machine. Yeah, but I guess if you're thinking about a relationship or work and a washing machine, like, it, there's a problem there, right? A problem, but often it's intangible. I didn't know how to fix the washing machine. I knew what I wanted. I wanted okay. my kitchen to be dry and my washing machine to work, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to do it. Same with a problem with your work, your career, your relationships, your money. It's like, I want this thing. Um, that's the desire 
is is the desire for a certainty about something, control over something, yeah. solid ground, right? Yeah, but is but it like is it? Sorry, I mean, is it? Yeah. Is it to do with an expectation of how life should be, or like, or how things are, or is it you're moving back to something which is just more comfortable that you you don't have that sense of slipping and I, it may I, not be groundedness, but yeah. it might just be a place where at least you don't feel that. I think yeah. expectations are a big thing. If I walked into that kitchen and I kind of didn't have an expectation for my washing machine to work, even more so if I expected it to explode and have water on the floor, I would have reacted differently. Honestly, I would have probably just walked through the water, made myself a cup of tea and walked out of the room. Right, like yeah. just that, yeah, it's just yeah. a washing machine. That's what washing machines do. It's a kitchen, it's meant to be flooded, right? like yeah things don't work yeah that's things don't work that's what <laughs> things do they're meant not to work you know it's it's like um most operating systems that i won't name right you know like yeah, they're yeah, meant like, not to work yeah windows yeah. breaks it's, it's like it's, yeah okay yeah it, it's like our um you know our state revenue system it's not meant to work right and you just but but there is an underlying expectation that goes with the desire i i want it to work i expect it to work mm. right same with my job relationships i expect this to work I think the un the uncertainty is like you don't know how to do it, right? You don't know how to get to it working. You don't know how to get to a certain state. Um, and, and just being anxious, the anxiety which comes from that, and then say, okay, that anxiety, yeah, in one level it gives you energy to try fix it. Yeah. Because you don't really know, you don't know how to fix the situation, that drive to fix yeah. it can make yeah. it worse. You feel futile. You yeah. feel like, oh, I've got to get up and do something. Yeah. But you don't know what to do. Where do you put yeah. that energy? Yeah. And so you stew, and if it's a washing machine, that, that issue lasts for like half an hour yeah. to an hour. But um, if it's a relationship or work, you yeah. could be waking up every day with yeah. this chronic feeling yeah. of, yeah. Oh, I want something, I'm not getting it, I expect it in a deep level, yeah. I don't feel certain about this thing that I've got right now at all, it's not what I want, it's not what I expect, how do I change this, how do I get to a place yeah. of certainty, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do I do? Um, present uncertainty is a chronic kind of sickness um, so we're really looking for we're looking for knowledge we're looking for a knowing an answer maybe right yeah but I mean like with the washing machine there is you know it's a manual there's you know a technician there's someone who knows how to fix I always it strap, right? <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right as in like I mean it's interesting because you said tangible but in some yeah. sense like that is a quite a tangible thing yeah like, yeah, yeah like sure maybe the the exact process by which you fix what, what sort of permutations you have to go through to, to do that, you know, might vary, but yeah, like, as, but you're right, a relationship is, is intangible, and partly because, um, yeah, you may not be completely aware of all the things that are happening. Uh, How much of that intangibility is perception? Even with the washing machine, right? Like, yeah. I wanted the water to stop, and in hindsight, it was kind of easy to stop the water and it's kind of easy to fix the problem in the moment when you walk into the kitchen there's water everywhere yeah. you don't see that you know it's like the the sudden uncertainty about what's happening the the stress the worry the anxiety actually blinds you a bit to what you should do so in a context of like are you in the right relationship yeah okay uh do you know what you're doing with your money are you sure about your job your you know is the economy uncertain right how much of that is the very anxiety that gets caused by the uncertainty blinding you from the answer that you know is there? Hmm. You know? I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I guess one of the things that, I mean, is there an answer to this? I mean, or, and what do you mean, like, you know that there's an answer there? Well, again, that's a good question. So in this case, the washing machine—fucking <laughs> washing machine—like it's stopping. It's a very practical answer. Like I, I want something. I want the water to stop. How do I do that, right? Um, if you're currently like struggling to pay the bills, um, you're worried about: Am I in the right job? Am I am I spending too much money? Like present anxiety and uncertainty about some issue. You're in a relationship and you're like, oh, man, how do I get this? It doesn't feel right. How do I get this better? Okay. Um, you kind of deep down know what you want. Like you, so, you, you know what it would feel like 
one hand, you want to be wealthy. You want to have freedom. You want to have abundance. On the other hand, you want a relationship which is easy, which is content, where you can communicate, where you don't have to think about this issue at all. Just let it go. You know what you want. Um, So, but for me with the washing machine, the water, in that moment of anxiety of, how do I get this? I'm expecting this to work. Why the fuck isn't this working? I couldn't see what I can see in hindsight, which is some simple steps here to get me closer to certainty. So maybe it's the anxiety that clouds us, I don't know. So the solution I had with the washing machine was not um, to work harder, but to stop, take a few deep breaths and just laugh. Like I just started laughing how stupid this was. And it immediately shifted my perception. And I kind of intuitively started doing some things that were finally helpful. and, but it also changed my expectation. I didn't. Ex- all I wanted to do was just dry the kitchen up. The washing machine still isn't fixed, right? <laughs> so let's start with that. It still isn't fixed, um, and that's right. laziness as much as uncertainty about right. how to fix it. But after I laughed at myself and let go of all that anxiety and tension, I kind of accepted and lent into the uncertainty. I knew what I had to do in that moment to be happy because my expectations of what I needed to needed to be happy changed. Uh, I didn't need to fix the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. I'd laughed at it. I'd accepted it. Yeah. So now all I needed was just to dry the floor a little bit. I'll sort everything else out another time. Yeah. You know, I could live with just drying the floor. So when it comes to like worrying about money, if you can laugh at the situation, lean into the uncertainty, accept the um, scarcity, maybe then you know exactly what little you have to do to just manage your yeah, right now. Yeah, because I think yeah, sometimes it's just such a it's so overwhelming. I think ang- yeah. anxiety. Yeah, anxiety. I mean, it's. I guess there are different grades of anxiety, but for the chronic sort of anxiety, it just it, it's it's an overwhelming burden, yeah. right? And that's why it feels so difficult, yeah. right? And yeah. and you, and you probably also feel that if you were just to do one small thing, that would not lift the burden. Yeah. It would be too little yeah. to do it. Yeah. Whereas actually. We think of it as a burden, but once you do something else, you, you've actually shifted, you've moved in a... It's no longer a burden, it, it's, it's something else. It's, it's, well, at least, at least you might be switching between it being a burden and heading in another direction. So you, you start seeing yeah. something different, right? So in this case, if we're moving into strategies with dealing with uncertainty, and I guess it applies for like identity uncertainty and future uncertainty, mm. or what decision uncertainty is like, um, changing expectations, right? Changing your expectations of certainty, right? Maybe not even having an expectation of certainty. Um, you know, there's the idea that certainty and uncertainty—it's like an illusion, really. And we go back to money, right? Like behind your uncertainty about money and your job, and do you have enough? Is this idea that there's a state of perfect wealth right now, a state where you will be comfortable with money? And the idea that's a concrete state, it's numbers and digits and, you know, I can spend this, I have this much coming in. But the reality is, it's a fluid state, right? That's what you want, what you need, what you think you need to live and what makes you happy. And so the expectation of certainty and uncertainty can really make a big difference to anxiety. Because, I mean, I was talking to a friend who was saying that, like, uh, he thought that, you know, he he was just sort of living on student wage and he was making... Ends meet, teaching music, yeah. and then you know he started earning money, like having a professional job, yeah. and and then he thought, oh, finally, you know, finally now I can just buy you know the stuff I've, I've yeah. always wanted, like you know, like keyboard I've always wanted, um, and have my own place. And he goes, suddenly, because actually I'm more anxious now. I'm more. I've got more things yeah. now. Like it's almost I had all that. I've now gotten all this sort of money, but now. The anxiety's increased, the expectations have increased. Um, Yes, the possibilities have also increased, but the possibilities for failing or or, or even keeping up or, you know. Remember when you were a kid and you found $20? And it was like crazy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) How many gummy bears is that? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, those were the days when you could go to the movies with $20. But like, you know, it's $20, like. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. Find that's that's like 100 bucks now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even even if I found 100 bucks now, I would have been <laughs> impressed, right? But yeah, you know, it, it is so. But we all know this. We all know that yeah. um, 
our expectations are relative yeah. and probably foolish. Well, but I think with the big problem is chronic uncertainty. It's not like I'm lost. I don't know where I am. I, you know, I'm driving. I want to find my way. It's more that every day you kind of wake up with this latent sense of, ah, what do I do? Who am I? Where am I? You know, that kind of feeling. And you, you don't question it. You just push on. And then the anxiety settles in deep into your bones. It's in the bags under your eyes. It's in the lack of your smile. It's in the, uh, you know, the unsettled sleep. It's in the way you eat, your comfort food, your turning to addictions, your resistance to um, doing things that require courage that you might have done before. Um, it, it manifests in those ways, a chronic sense of uncertainty. And honestly, like, the way we're living, like, we have personal uncertainty, but we're living in a world that is yeah. projecting uncertainty, economic uncertainty, yeah. I mean, that's war, like, yeah. uh, fear of death. There's uncertainty all around. It's almost like it's being sold to us marketed to us, promoted to us. Yeah. So we go outside, there's no escape. You, know? yeah. if you talk to people, people have it lingering in their conversations, uncertainty, uncertainty, uncertainty. So you get to a point where you're like, yeah, yeah, I know it's all relative, I can change my expectations. But yeah. if you're living with chronic uncertainty, it's not a matter of just, yeah, 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 you know, I've got to change my perception. But yeah. do, you, do you want to not be sick? Because this can really cripple your life. So... Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, I just, because uh, yeah, I was curious, like, we, we had this chronic, and it seems to be endemic, or a lot of people seem to have it, and yeah. so, yeah, so, I mean, I guess you, you answered some of the question, but I was just wondering, how much of those expectations aren't really our expectations, yeah. right? How much are they either through school, or, you know, through seeing other people, yeah. other generations, um, and also, of course, the sort of wider forces in which yeah. you know, our world are shaped. Yeah. The news, the media, yeah. like just through schooling and institutions, yeah. the way that those things are passed down. Like I think future uncertainty is definitely orchestrated and programmed. Yeah. You go to school and yeah. you're suddenly trained to not just think about what did I do right now, yeah. and then oh, I'm not doing that anymore, whatever, I'll do the next thing. To like creating a chain in your mind of how your behavior, your studying, your marks, your mm. comparison, your grades, create an identity that stretches into the future. And then you're coming to school every day having expectations, I've got to do this, I've got to perform like this. And then how did that go compared to yesterday, and the next yeah. day, and the next year, and the next report, and the next right. term? Yeah. You create this chain of like connectivity to the future. Um, right, so, so yeah. it's always, yeah, that sort of future-oriented way of thinking, yeah. or it's, I mean, they're, they're, they're concrete in a certain way, but it's it's competitive and comparative, right? Yeah. Like, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, and, and it's 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 all orchestrated. I can, I'm watching a dog right now, right? This guy's throwing a dog, yeah. uh, a bit of wood. Yeah. So he holds it in his hand, right? The dog has no idea where the wood's going to go, right? <laughs> but he doesn't care. He's not trying to predict or understand where yeah. he's going to be running next. Yeah. The wood yeah. gets thrown, he chases it, he brings it back. And then it starts all over again. There's yeah. no chain. There's no connectivity yeah. to what happened next. Sorry, in the past. He's just going to go where the, where the little piece of wood or sort of bone goes, pick it up, come back. He's entirely living in that moment. Right. And it's just a bunch of sequential moments. Yeah. And, each, and each moment that he does it is just as enthusiastic, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, partly because he's not trying to predict it what, yeah. and he's not trying to get it right. But he, I mean, he is <laughs> learning from it. Like he's learning that, okay, yeah. when, when he does a particular action, yeah. he's going to yeah. get and it. But that, but that, yeah, that doesn't mean that... I'm kind of jealous he's got, some, he's got some sense of... What I mean is he's got some sense of futurity and anticipation, but it's, of course, yeah. but it's one which, in a sense, feeds back into that enjoyment. Of There's this, no yeah. sense of getting it right, really, yeah. is there? Maybe that's a big thing of uncertainty. Yeah. We're trying to get yeah, it right. Get it right yeah. um, and and th therefore, he can enjoy it. Right? Yeah. He can enjoy it doesn't matter and I, you know you can't live a human life like a dog chasing a, a bone or a stick or, or maybe you can maybe that's a new kind of meditation just <laughs> someone I, I can throw a stick for you can you can chase it and see how you feel maybe it's like a morning meditation I don't know but but like yeah I, I really think we are like to answer your question socially programmed to get the future right um, and that creates that future uncertainty because it's not future is always uncertain. That is why it's the future, because it doesn't exist. Mm. It exactly, doesn't exist. Exactly. It never exists, because when it exists, it's the present. Yeah. And so it's essentially always uncertain, but yeah. somehow we've been told 
out of the hundreds of paths available to us, we have to choose the right one because there's consequences. Even though, like, when we were talking about this a bit before, about how in our life we've taken a lot of paths, right and wrong, or somewhere in between, and we've gone through it all, and we've suffered the consequences, come through it, yeah. and we're still us, right? So the lesson in that is it, it's not that important always to get it right. Choosing the right path, you just got to go through each path. Right, wrong, yeah. up, down, good, bad, hard, easy. The future is uncertain. Pick a path. They're all the same in one sense. Yeah. Just keep going down there. And in some sense, like, as time goes on, those decisions or the way that we may have judged them as good or yeah. bad may not actually be good yeah. or bad. No. Or, or what might have been bad might have been good. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, you know, I, I think, I mean, my parents often think that oh, look, you know, you just wasted, you, know, you wasted all those piano lessons, and you wasted all that time studying, like, because you didn't get a job from it. Yeah. You didn't get, you know, so it's like, oh, the only point of it is, you know, it's purely utilitarian thinking, but it's like, the only point of it was to do that. But it's like, well, how about the actual time of yeah. itself, of learning music, of learning something about, you know, classical music, or just learning just amazing music, experiencing yeah. it, or... It's the outcome based or read, life, or re right? Yeah, reading, reading literature or something, yeah. you know, just experiencing just like being in a different place. It's like, is it good or bad? I yeah. mean, sure, at a certain point you might have felt, this is strange, I don't know how to process this, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, was it bad to be mugged in New York? Yeah. No, but then it, it was sort of, and now I don't even look at it as necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just, oh, that, that was what I was like then. Yeah, yeah. I, even even if I knew I was going to get mugged, I still wanted to like, you know, give money or something yeah. to, to people on the street, even if they, yeah. you know. So it's it was an experience. Yeah, it's an experience, right? But and yet the outcome-based habit, outcome-based living yeah. habit, means that you don't see the future just as any experience is okay. Yeah. You kind of think, what's the right experience? Yeah. What was the right because the, which, which achieved that yeah. outcome? Yeah. Right. But we all, you know, we went to school that. Schools that are outcome based. Yeah. You know? We're educated into well, that. Learning outcomes now is a big yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, what's the alternative to, like we talked about, the fear of um, being in present uncertainty? Part of the solution is stepping back and almost laughing at it yeah. and realizing you, you're never going to be in control. So, stop trying to be in control, expecting control, and that actually helps you see a solution. But for this, socially engineered future uncertainty where we're trying to do the right thing and we don't know which right path to take. Yeah. If it's engineered in us so strongly, what's the solution? What's the strategy? <laughs> to deal with that kind of uncertainty. Well you need to suggest that it you know, might mean having to you know, to not not read the news as much or, or not yeah. you know, be in contact with those things which is, you know, obviously anxiety producing I mean like yeah. I mean and, and it even means things like alternative news and like you know about two years ago I was you know really got into this like peak oil stuff and you know still like I still think like the basic thesis is right I mean peak oil just basically means that at a certain point either in 2008 I mean some people now think it's 2018 we reached the peak of how much oil we're able to draw out not that we'll run out, but economically how it's yeah. going to work, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, that's just so people know what it is. And, you know, Pico was a big thing, I think, in, um, I'm not sure, and it was, it was, I mean, clearly after the OPEC crisis, but also in the 80s and 90s, and, you know, people were aware of it, and then it just sort of went away, right? Um, you know, climate change is now the big yeah. thing, yeah. but, um, you know, Pico ones are still at it, you know, they're still doing all these yeah. analyses, and, you know, I think, I think some of them are, uh, are good, but, I mean, I think one of the problems is that if you you realize, and what I realized is that, okay, I'd stop like, you know, listening to things. I mean, I've done done that a long time ago. You know, um, you know Channel Seven or Channel Nine or you know, any of the sort of normal network um, television news. Stop, stop all that. But but then I was just going to these websites to like check the news on these uh, on these people. Right? Yeah. So in, in, a, in a sense, I was just substituting yeah. one anxiety for another. And there's so many. And it was yeah. and it's fascinating because you would read all the, and you'd read all the comments, and you know some people have been on it for years, and they're just like it's all these doom, oh, all these terrible things are going to happen, anxiety, like yeah. you know, oh look this, the, you know the Swiss Canal is like blocked, you know it's, it, the it's, world's going to end, the planet's yeah, dying, it's, it's the end, war's like, coming, and then, and, and, and the like yeah, 
Um, uh, what, watch out, it's going to be Bosnia, but everywhere, you know, like post-war. Earthquakes. Yeah, so it's just... and Running then, out of water, energy, and I think the economy, economy, inflation, homeless people, zombies, <laughs> people with Putin's faces and on then their flags. I just realised that that is just another version yeah. of what the mainstream does. Like, a one which is obviously a bit more knowing and, like, rooted in, like, physical reality, or like, at least the physics of the, of the situation. But nevertheless, like... They still run into the psychological problem, like, how, or, I wouldn't even say just psychological, but existential problem, like, okay, then what are we supposed to do here, right? Most people just say, well, like, everyone's just denying it, I don't know why that's the case, I'm just going to be hammering this, maybe I'll um, prepare a little bit, and so there's still this sort of anxiety um, that, you know, everything's going to end. And so, so, you know, if we talk about, like, personal immediate uncertainty part of the thing is taking away our expectation of control mm. but if you stop doing something you can't just leave a vacuum you've got to fill it with something so we talked about yeah. laughing breathing yeah. enjoying the moment but yeah. in this case if we talk about future uncertainty being caused by all this information this media coming at yeah. us and it's all promoting a sense of uncertainty about the future worry fear danger we say okay we're going to cut out this voice we're going to cut out this kind of negative information. What do we replace it with? Like, we stop the habit of engaging with this kind of media and information. Mm. What do we do? To help us with that. So we're looking for a place, I guess, preferably a park. We can go down this way. A little alleyway down here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think let's go through the alleyway. So, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, we should find a place. It should work, right? Yeah, this should be alright. We'll head towards where my car is, which is near Redfern Park. And there's some other parks behind it. I guess it's not going to work at all. Well, fuck. That's enough of that. Are you still with us? I'm not sure where we went there or why we went there. But thanks for hanging on. And now, let's turn our attention to something a little bit more proactive, a little bit more positive, a little bit more strategic, and let's discuss some actual solutions to this dilemma of uncertainty and anxiety that we all face. Yeah, I mean, I, if I don't have it, I think for me now it's, it's, it's to engage in activities in which you're, you're meeting people, and yeah. you're, you're, it's with other people that, you know, um, as opposed to just simply a, a sort of an external like, news source. And, and, and when they start talking about how Inflation and, and war, and you just slap them across the face. Yeah. Maybe it's a deeper issue. Maybe yeah. uncertainty is knowledge. Like, like we we too we think when we're uncertain about the future, not even economically or on a broad scale, but personally, like I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. So I will research. I will think. Yeah. I will understand. I will know. But it actually, makes it worse. Like it's like you know, like people like Fukuoka and all those philosophers talk about um, knowledge the pursuit of knowledge actually means you know less you know yeah. um, because you're not actually grasping the whole yeah. um, right. and I, I think fundamentally for me at least I, I think okay I know about peak oil I don't, I'm not really happy that I know about peak oil <laughs> we're going to run out of energy we're all going to die okay climate change I know we're all going to die Because there's no guarantees for any of them. We're yeah. actually creating less guarantees. Yeah. So I sort of step back and start to think, um, well, then what do I know? And, and I start to 
look at the, the, two, the two roads that we're about to walk down, both personally and as a world, often there's two paths. There's the path of salvation, you know, and the path of disaster. Fundamentally, those two binaries are there, you know. Which path do we take? And you start researching and doing more investigation, trying to figure out which is the path of salvation, which is the path of disaster. For my job, for my relationship, for my world, for climate change, for war, for my body, you know, for everything. What, what is the path of salvation? What is the path of disaster? But when I walk down both in your mind, you kind of realize they're not that different, perhaps. You know, like that separation between disaster and salvation, between chaos and certainty. Maybe it's a bit more elusive than we think. Maybe it is something that we create with our expectations, you know? Because what's at the very end of the path of laws? And what, yeah, what would it be to straddle those two paths? I think, I think part of it is we all walk down paths, right? That are sometimes paved with light, sometimes are paved with darkness. Regardless of how knowledgeable you might be, your knowledge changes, you're a fool sometimes, you're smart the other times, but you keep moving down a path. We're all moving down a path right now. It's more like being down a river that at some point goes through a murky depth, at other point goes through you know, beautiful, brilliantine, lit waters. Um, in the end, you're you, you're experiencing. You know? So for me, the alternative is not okay, survival, yeah. going the right path, getting to the end, and yeah. then, well, dying. Yeah, <laughs> it's not about winning, getting to the end, survival. Yeah. For me, the opposite of uncertainty is joy. Being able to find some kind of joy in a flourishing, beautiful, perfect world, or in the burning wreckage of this hellscape that, of our own creation. <laughs> um, we have that freedom, no matter how out of control things are no matter how un uncertain things are, no matter how the knowledge actually confounds us, we have opportunities to enjoy what we have. Mm. Right, which does take, yeah, like I think it takes the anxiety out of always needing to be somewhere else or always needing to get somewhere else. Yeah. But without, in a sense, also like there, you also go through different stages in, in life, yeah. and you are also heading somewhere. Well, is, isn't that the point? Like uncertainty, and even the end of the world, and the future wouldn't be that bad if we didn't have the anxiety. Do you know what I mean? Like we tend to tie them together. But I guess what I'm saying is, you don't have to be anxious in the face of chaos mm. and the unknown, and even going down a wrong path. Um, there's ways to be joyful, to appreciate what we have, um, and to even appreciate the chaos. You know? And for me, it's partly because I kind of see the expectations I have for the world and my life and my future, certainty as, as elusive too. They came from somewhere, they came from my schooling, you know? I, yeah. This expectation for life and the world to work. Yeah. For everything to be good and just and fair, for me to be happy. Because if I'm not happy, if it doesn't all work out, oh shit, I'm going to fall apart. It's not true. Things have not worked out in the past. Like, you were mugged in New York. That's not, that trauma is not hanging on for your whole no, life. And no. people, I've gone through worse things in my life. And I've come through it, not through knowing the answers all the time, not through always making the right choices. And I've gotten to a point now where I can appreciate the good and the bad for my past choices. So why can't I look ahead to the future choices, the good and the bad, and find some appreciation right now mm. in the imperfection and the chaos? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's almost... Yeah, life is uncertain, but I think that... But when that is no longer terrifying... Yeah. Then... Then uncertainty can almost be seen as a gift. It's like something, yeah, something which actually makes life interesting. And you know. well, you were talking earlier about doing the Meisner technique, that yeah. immersive acting technique, yeah. where you just, you know, you, you drop the pretense of who you're trying to be in front of people and just react and be who you really are. Yeah. In, in a way that applies for me to uncertainty, like the pretense of trying to find 
plan a certain life, control yeah. a certain yeah. life, yeah. making certainty a goal and having expectations for certainty. If you let that go, not as an individual, but as a, as a group of people, we realize we're just um, living in chaos. We're living with unknowns. We're being buffeted here and there by all different kinds of influences inside us and around us. Um, we can embrace that. You know? In a way, the, the desire for certainty, the desire for control, is yeah. crippling more than uncertainty. Yeah, like, it, like what I mean, I would say, yeah, like it, it's from yeah. something in life. Yeah. Right? Like thinking. Like it's almost anxiety is you think that's actually going to get you what you want from, yeah. from life or yeah. whatever expectation that is but when you let go of that yeah. then actually you yeah you may not get what you want before but yeah. you, you get something richer yeah. you get or, yeah. or something else comes that you didn't know was possible yeah. that's i think that's that's i guess that's what i meant like that's the gift on stuff uncertainty because yeah. you already knew what you want in a sense like or point of living yeah yeah right. yeah so that that almost is like flipping the goal like rather than trying to find certainty and uncertainty mm. to create your plans to create control you're trying to f accept the uncertainty and let go of the certainty and say you know what yeah. I'm not going to hold so tightly to my plans my desires what I want now what I want for the future even my identity I'm not going to hold on to it yeah. I'm definitely not going to hold on to what I think I know I'm not going to hold on to knowledge yeah. um, and I'm just therefore, if I don't hold on to that stuff, I can actually be more comfortable yeah. with the chaos and uncertainty of life. Right. Yeah. Um, and in a way, I think we're being sold by the media and the world. It's like uncertainty is here. Like it's come, like, yeah. like, like a big cloud over the sky, it's come. Whereas the reality is life is always uncertain. The sense of control we had, mostly an illusion. Like, you know, you, you think, yeah, I've got my life all sorted, right? But you don't know what tomorrow's going to be. Like, you think about all the things that could potentially happen. Yeah. What yeah. do you really have under control? Yeah. You don't have that much. Yeah. So this but, but idea of uncertainty our lives, is coming. Is yeah, like, but, but I think like part of the structure of our society is to build almost like like bunkers of control of of manufactured control yeah. that you that that once it's just slightly you know something is let in or something doesn't quite work. And then you're like, oh no, wait a minute, yeah. it's not. And then it's like, oh, let me patch yeah. that up. But yeah. it's like, no, actually, that's... Well, that's, that's, that's both like personal, and people can do it in manipulative relationships, whether yeah. it's your boss or your partner manipulating you. Or if you can do it politically, uh, at a governmental level, you create for people a sense of stability and control, just so that you can then shake it up and create uncertainty to make them feel fragile and more dependent on you. I mean, po politics just feels... Um, always uncertain yeah. like it's it's I mean I mean I guess what always shocked me about US politics was that it's, you know they'd be elected and then it's almost like they're campaigning almost immediately like yeah but I, I mean more like yes there's always uncertainty but there's also always the promise of certainty if yeah. you trust us yes yes and you get that in relationships you get that with a boss like oh I know like things are not right or whatever but you know trust me I'll offer this and there's this and like Uncertainty is kind of orchestrated to generate a dependency, you know? But if you go to someone who's like, you know what, yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe you're right. Things are uncertain. Maybe you're right. You're the one who's going to save us. But, you know, I'm happy being uncertain. Thanks very much. <laughs> I don't need a, a savior for my uncertainty, so you don't really have power. But then I think, like, that's interesting because I wonder how uncertainty then is related to freedom, right? Cause, yeah. Because, in a sense, being comfortable, maybe that's not the right word, but accepting, letting go, letting uncertainty, you know, acknowledging that uncertainty is like, you know, the character of life. Yeah. Um, then gives you so much freedom in a sense, mm. right? Space. Yeah, space. Um, yeah, space to do things, space to, you know, to be other things, um, and to explore. It's, it's, like, because certainty almost is like, you reduce something to, you know, yeah. And then that's it. Well, if you don't hit that, then you know, everything. Well, ma maybe then, like, acceptance of uncertainty is freedom. Yeah. Going back to my washing machine, <laughs> if, if, look at the levels of freedom I could have had. I could have gone in there and just said, okay, I'll turn off the water tap so it's not flooding. But, you know, I, I won't clean it up right now. I'll go and do something else. Yeah. And then, if I want to clean it up, 
It's when I want to clean it up. Hell, another level of freedom, I could have just let the whole damn kitchen flood. Who cares, right? Who cares, really? And, and then if I want to stop it flooding, it's because I want to stop it, not because I have to. There's so much in my life I do because I feel like I have to. Yeah. yeah. And if I just said, no, I don't give a shit, then I could do it because I want to. But I have to make that step of letting go first. That's freedom, right? Freedom is like I can do what I want. It's a genuine choice. Yeah, genuine it's not, choice. Yeah. And it's almost like you have to live in a world where you're almost seeking or expecting uncertainty to be free. Yeah. And when you accept it, the con like, because this chronic, I think chronic anxiety comes because you are expecting it not to be uncertain. Yeah. Right? You want control. Yeah. Whereas if you accept that uncertainty, it's actually the addition of life. So, yeah. so imagine a world where people actually, we started with like, how do we deal with uncertainty? But imagine a world where we're like, how do we embrace uncertainty? Uncertainty is a great thing. How do we actually live mm. and just, like, how do we create uncertainty in our lives and just live with uncertainty um, and feel free? Imagine a world like yeah, that. Yeah, or like work with that uncertainty, whatever that is. Yeah. Or, or, you're right create with that uncertainty. Foster it almost. Yeah, Foster. Yeah. Like when, when yeah. there's certainty in your life, yeah. think, okay, there's too much certainty here. Let, let's just <laughs> throw something in the mix. Like yeah, that yeah. acting technique, right? Yeah. Some like breath work, certain kinds of exercise, sport, competitive sport. A lot of that is bringing uncertainty into a certain situation. Like things are working in a particular way. Let's put something, some risk in there. Let's yeah. put some doubt in there. Let's shake right. it up a bit, right? right. Yeah. Um, let's break the boundaries that you live in the confines of your reality and stretch it a bit. Yeah. What if we all did that? What if we sought yeah. uncertainty because it was freedom? Right. What kind of world would that be? Because I think I think with that freedom is a, a sort of openness I think, yeah. which comes with yeah. that sense of being. Well, an openness yeah. to the world. Well, we were, and, and to yeah. each other and to yourself. Well this whole morning we were looking for a place to do this podcast, right? right? And we were trying to just kept narrowing down our expectations about it has to be like this, it can't be here, should we have this? If we just said, you know what, we have no idea what we're going to do, where we're going to do it, yeah. what we're going to say, yeah. and just went with the flow. And, we, and we, all, all we're going to do is just meet. Like, <laughs> we're going to make sure we'll meet. Yeah, yeah. That's probably, about it. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, it probably would have ended up exactly the same, yeah. but we would have enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, yeah right? that's true. It's not like we didn't really enjoy it because we didn't get caught up in it too much, but yeah. we would have just not paid attention to that and just actually felt free. Like, hey, yeah. we're going to do this wherever the hell we want to do it, however the hell we want to do it. Yeah. Fuck our audience. Let's just <laughs> go and you know do this podcast. Freedom, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. So right. we've come that almost full circle. Hmm. Um, the, so in in a way, the way to deal with uncertainty is actually approach it, foster it, embrace it, yeah. see yeah. it as freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Encounter freedom, like oh sorry, um, uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. Face it. Yeah. yeah. So recession is freedom. <laughs> is freedom in a way yeah like like you're only really aware of how shackled you are to this particular set of expectations financial expectations about your work about yeah, your house about exactly. your debt about until inflation or recession comes and throws all the expectations of economic stability up into you know, yeah. the ether and suddenly you're like holy shit I, I want all these things and I expected all these things almost demand all these things yeah, yeah. To the point where I can't live without them. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm not free. I'm trapped by these expectations. Yeah, and then you see, like, a, then you see sort of a flood of people trying to cling on to what wants, right? That you know, it's like the, the ship. It's like it's, it's still yeah. the ship is sinking, and they're still clinging on to the side. Right? Well, and then you see the people who are like, you know what? I can swim. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna join this ride. I can live without money. I can live without inflation. I can, I can live yeah. with recession. Sorry, I can. Then, then you realize these people are, they, they don't. They're not, they're not chasing the economic certainty we were chasing, yeah. so they really are free because yeah. they have uncertainty um, and they've embraced it. So maybe the, the, the villain here is not the inflation or the recession, but the uh, economic stability and control that we've yeah, taken for granted. Yeah, and, lived we've, in. and we've been reared on. You know, for, especially yeah. in this country. Yeah, like it's almost, yeah, it's been this long period, I think. Pretty much in the 80s, um, at least in yeah, at least in Australia, it's just been pretty much free riding, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Right? Well, it's like we're the equivalent. Like if you talk about 
um, capacity to be free, like we're the equivalent of one of those obese people who has to be like taken out of their house by a crane. <laughs> we just have so much economic inertia and stability yeah. that our, our muscles, economic muscles, have atrophied. Yeah. And our ability to like live with little or less or more and more, we haven't got that ability to be flexible economically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we can barely move. Yeah. We have to just be pampered. Um, so in that sense, you've got two choices. Like, you know what? Yeah, I submit to the life of being crane, taking up my house on a crane, chairlifts, being fed, you know, not being able to see my belly button. Like, I'm just going to submit to that lifestyle, economically speaking, of needing stability and wealth and not being able to do anything without it. Yeah. And therefore, I will be uncertain when that's gone. I will be helpless, blah, blah, blah. Or you can say, you know what? I'm going to learn how to live without but more importantly, I'm just going to actually embrace yeah. the uncertainty of yeah. maybe being without, maybe being with. I'm going to learn to live without. Yeah, because that's interesting. It's like once you, and in a sense, like, that's, you know, we're talking about a lot of people try lots of different things, and, or they need certain, yeah. I wouldn't say interventions, but they just need something else to, yeah. to be, um, yeah, just intervene in their life so, yeah. so, it, so it takes on a different shape. Crutches, you mean? Not not crutches, but I'm just yeah. Like we're talking about like the Meisner technique, or, yeah, okay. or people taking on breath work. Yes, yeah. you know they're exploring something different. It's yeah. like they're, they're they're sort of either in a rut or things are good, but yeah, it'd be interesting just to throw in something. Yeah, and then, I, I think with those things, like it's people are seeking a way to break out of the paradigm in their mind yeah, yeah. that holds them to certainty and fears uncertainty, but you've got to let go. Like, you can go and do these practices, but if your lifestyle and the way you've been raised for your whole life leaves you clinging on to a particular mentality or identity. Yeah. Yeah, like, you, like the danger could be that, oh, that's the only time I let go, but the rest of my life yeah. is, like, my whole... Yeah, it's like... And then, so then that's just, like, a, you know, the, that's the release valve, but it's... That's, yeah. That's... That's I mean, still problematic, right? Yeah. Personally, I only started losing weight not when I exercised, but when I stopped eating shit, right? Like, I, I was trying things physically to yeah. lose weight, yeah. and they were working to a degree, but until I let go of my actual dietary habits. Yeah. It's the same with our mental habits or our economic yeah. habits. And they're daily. It's not... Yeah, you can't just compartmentalize it. Yeah. So, well, it's so hard because we're actively encouraged to pursue the cult of certainty and stability. And to see it as ontological reality, and not see the elusiveness it's the goal between for migration. yeah, it's yeah, the goal, it's the goal for of migrant, the reality, yeah. yeah, it's an ontological reality rather than living in sort of playing with the epistemology of um, uncertainty slash certainty, you know, back and forth, light and shadow stuff. But we can hear kids. I don't know if people can hear kids playing in a fountain here, and the parents are all watching them, having a great time, smiling. Kids are just diving in fully clothed. They don't give a shit about if yeah, they've got spare you. clothes or yeah. what's in that pond or who just pissed in that pond. Yeah. They're enjoying themselves, right? Yeah, they, I don't see the adults like, jumping. Yeah. No, this is a pond famous for people to come and stand around and do heroin. Like, they're having a great time. <laughs> and the kids are enjoying it. So, like, it's for me, it's like, kids just... You can call it living in the moment, but it really is also freedom. Mm. And really just... For them, certainty and uncertainty, it's a fine, fine line between the two. Yeah. Like, for a kid, life is very uncertain. It's also very certain. The same, same moment, you know? Like, my daughter doesn't... You ask her what she wants to do or what she... She doesn't know. She doesn't know what's going to happen. She doesn't know the world. She doesn't know who's out there. But she feels love and connectedness to her parents, to herself. She feels certain that she can enjoy some things. She feels certain that she can jump into a, a pond and it feels great, that she can eat an avocado sandwich with a smile on her face. She's certain that the sun shines in her and she can lie on a beanbag and stare up at it. Her world is a big unknown, lacking in so much knowledge, so much uncertainty, but also full of certainty. It's a beautiful balance. Right. Um, I'm not saying we should all and jump into this heroin pond, but at the same time, there's something, there's a, there's a lesson to be learned, I think, because, you know, you talk about practices to, yeah. to escape that addiction we have for certainty and stability, 
so hard because we live in our society where every day we're being told be stable, be secure, be safe, and also be afraid. Life's hard, things can end. So in a sense, like, I mean, I'm wondering how groundedness works in the uncertainty. Groundedness is not necessarily certainty, but it's just a return to, you know, as you said, some could be a practice, ways, um, yeah, ways where you're sort of all over the place, right? Yeah. yeah you're not For me, groundedness is really letting go of knowledge, you know, partly, like, when I, when I feel uncertain and I try to create certainty, I want to know. I want to know how to get what I want. Yeah. I want to know how to be stable, right? But when I, I, I try to get grounded, it's like, forget about that. I'm trying to figure this shit out, figure life out, figure society, myself out. Just forget about it. Just be grounded in who you are. Who are you right now? What's going on? And it's connect to this moment. Feel stable in yourself, you know, without knowledge. So there is a certain, so there is a, I mean, you know, we can distinguish between different kinds of certainty. There is a kind of certainty in groundedness, but it's not, yeah. it's not that fixed one of expectation. It's, yeah. it's more like a returning, a returning to home, or returning to a place, yeah. or, or, or rootedness, right? Yeah, well, you know, there's that, I don't want to use the word an ontology of certainty where, you know, the, the idea of rightness, this is right, this is the right thing to do, this is the right place to be. I'm the right person, things are going to be okay, you know, all that kind of messaging. For me, groundedness is not really about the right thing to do, it's about acceptance. Right or wrong, what I know or don't know, I'm accepting this, I'm embracing this in its entirety, and in that, I can be thankful and appreciative. Right. Yeah, so it's almost like acceptance of uncertainty is a sense of almost, it's almost another level of groundedness. It's a, it's a, it's a Groundedness um, in contact with the difficulties of the world. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you start to not really care about certainty, uncertainty, control, lack of control, and that's when you're really free. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because you sort of, yeah. For me, like the biggest freedom in this regard isn't the freedom to go out there and make the money I think I want, or have the house I want, or the job I want, or all these things I want that I don't have. <laughs> The washing machine I want, like all this stuff that I want. It's it's more that freedom to think, you know what? Um, freedom to feel happy right now. Freedom to deal with whatever situation comes my way, and be grounded. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like freedom that is so full of acceptance in a weird way, resilience, I guess. Um, and then you know, I feel like I can. If I can do, if I can live in so many different circumstances and do it so much, if I can be like wet and cold in the pond or dry and safe, I can be both, then I have real freedom. I can choose to do what I want, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah maybe I won't fix some washing machines. <laughs> this is when, when I when I really come down to it and I said, Are you, I asked myself, if I'm free to do what I want, suddenly realize I don't really know what I want. Yeah. I really don't, because I haven't actually sat down and thought about it. I'm chasing this thing I'm told to chase, certainty yeah. or stability or whatever. Because I, I think for me it's often, there are all these things that I ought to want. <laughs> or, or like society wants it, or you know, and I always think that they're my own desires. Like as you said, like yeah. having my own place, yeah. you know, just having long-term relations, all those sorts of things. Yeah. And but when you strip all that away, you're like, yeah, what is it that I really, you know, what is it that I really, really want to do? Right now, right in this moment, what can you want? You know what I want? I think we should read out some Wittgenstein. <laughs> I think that's what I want to do. Uncertainty, just some random. You know, like rather than end this podcast with some kind of certainty, which suddenly we're kind of realizing certainty is, is the enemy and uncertainty okay. is the goal, well, we can just each read some random quotes from Wittgenstein's uncertainty. Here we go. Um, I won't read the German. What reason have I now, when I cannot see my toes, to assume that I have five toes on each foot? Wittgenstein, uncertainty. Okay. Does a child believe that milk exists? Or does it know that milk exists? Does a cat know that a mouse exists? Good question. <laughs>
Sir Thomas More. Upon, I know that here is my hand, there may follow the question, how do you know? And the answer to that presupposes that this can be known in that way. So instead of, I know here is my hand, one might say, here is my hand, and then add, how one knows. Right, final, crazy. <laughs> final one. This is last word. Doubting and non-doubting behaviour. There is a first only if there is a second. Yeah, there you go. I, I really think I should have had this book on hand when my washing machine was. <laughs> and I could have just sat there in the kitchen and started reading these quotes and it would have just completely let go of all my uncertainty and anxiety. Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's crazier than me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot in here about how to know that your foot exists. There's a lot in here on that. So I recommend, like, if anyone wants to either just laugh in the face of uncertainty or just not sleep at night to read Wittgenstein's On Uncertainty. <laughs> it's just a bunch of aphorisms. Well, it's, 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 it's late work. Mm. Yes. Really, it'll, it'll teach you that you really, really don't know anything and probably should be glad not to know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Go Nowhere Now, an Add to Cart podcast. For updates and more, you can find us at our website, addtocartmag.com. Also consider joining us on Telegram, Substack and Instagram through our website, or follow the links posted below.